Well, the political chaos on Capitol Hill could be a big gift to Russian President Vladimir Putin as the war in Ukraine drags on. Republicans scrambling now to find a replacement for Kevin McCarthy and Washington's inaction affecting the action on Ukraine's front lines. New funding cannot be approved until there is a new U.S. House Speaker. And the Pentagon is already warning that the aid pipeline to Ukraine is running very low. Many analysts say Kyiv burns through about $2.5 billion worth of equipment and munitions alone every single month. So we're just learning of a move that could ease some of the critical shortages facing Ukraine's military, at least temporarily. The U.S. has transferred over one million rounds of seized Iranian ammunition to the Ukrainian arms forces. And CNN understands more confiscated equipment, including weapons, are set to follow. CNN's Natasha Bertrand is following the story, which was alerted first on CNN and joins us live from the Pentagon. So this was an issue that's been debated over the past few months, what to do with the weapons that had been seized from Iran. It appears now, as we've been reporting with your reporting, that the U.S. has made a final decision. That's right, Bianca. So over the last several months, they have been trying to find a legal pathway to do this, and the Justice Department has been working with the Pentagon and the White House to figure out how they can take these seized weapons that they have seized from Iranian shipments going to Yemen uh, to support the Houthis there uh, and, t and use them to support Ukraine, because obviously Ukraine is facing pretty critical ammunition and weapon shortages at this time. Now they have apparently uh, figured out a way, which is through civil uh, forfeiture. Essentially, the Justice Department has taken control over these seized uh, weapons and ammunition, and that allows the U.S. to use them as they see fit. And so what we're seeing now is that that process has already begun. The U.S. already transferred over 1 million rounds of that seized Iranian ammunition to the Ukrainians on Monday, and it is our understanding that that is only the beginning. The U.S. has seized uh, thousands and thousands of assault rifles and other weapons and equipment from the Iranians over the last several months as part of a broad uh, campaign to interdict uh, the Iranian uh, smuggling network that is going to Yemen and fueling uh, the war there. So instead of just keeping these weapons in storage, the U.S. Uh, has taken the advice of many advocates who say, look, Ukraine could really use these. And I think that, you know, it's important for the symbolism as well, because as you know, Iran and Russia have a partnership and Iran has been helping Russia in its war in Ukraine, sending them drones and other equipment. So this could really drive a wedge uh, between the two countries now that Iranian equipment and ammunition uh, will start showing up on the battlefield in Ukrainian hands. Biana Zane. But, but no doubt a, a relief for Ukraine as any additional aid is warranted and very welcomed for them at this point. I want to get you to weigh in on longer term, Natasha, what this means, um, given what's happening in Washington for continued aid to Ukraine. We're just getting an alert that Jim Jordan, who said that he is running for speaker, would oppose an aid package for Ukraine. This is something that the, I know Ukrainian leadership had been alarmed about, as well as other U.S. allies. Um, now it, it seems to be a, a real pressing is issue in Washington as well. It's going to be a really tough fight, and I think the administration is definitely concerned about it because they are running extremely low on funds. The Defense Department wrote a letter uh, to members of Congress just last weekend saying that if the new funding is not uh, approved, then they really only have about a couple months left of funding, uh, and the Ukrainians could eventually run dry. And any kind of gap between uh, what the Ukrainians are able to uh, use in terms of their fight against Russia and, of course, the Russian onslaught that is very dangerous, especially going into winter. And so one of the big things the administration, of course, is going to be looking at is amongst these candidates for House Speaker, 
Are they uh, pro-Ukrainian? Are they in favor of supporting the additional support to the Ukrainians? Right now, one of the leading contenders, Jim Jordan, he apparently is saying that he is not in favor of that. It remains to be seen whether he can be swayed or whether the other candidates will be able to uh, be lobbied by the administration. But it is definitely an extremely uh, critical moment for the Ukrainians as they wait for that uh, additional U.S. support, Biana. Yeah, Jim Jordan telling Armanu Raju, quote, I am against that. Uh, we will continue to follow this story. Natasha Bertrand, thank you so much for breaking it for us. The White House is trying to ease allies' fears after funding for Kyiv was not included in that last-minute deal to avoid a government shutdown. CNN's Alex Marquardt reports. At a time when American support for Ukraine's fight against Russia is somewhat uncertain, the White House is now expressing confidence that most members of Congress will continue to support Ukraine. The White House announced uh, earlier on Tuesday that President Joe Biden had held a call with various allies to coordinate ongoing aid for Ukraine. Those on the call included the Prime Minister of Canada, the head of NATO, as well as some in the European leadership. And the White House's John Kirby, a spokesman for the National Security Council, he told reporters that, quote, we cannot under any circumstances allow America's support for Ukraine to be interrupted. Here's a little bit more of what Kirby had to say. The president reaffirmed the strong commitment of the United States to supporting Ukraine as it defends itself for as long as it takes, uh, as did every other leader on the call. The leaders discussed efforts to continue providing Ukraine with the ammunition and the weapon systems that it needs to defend its territory and to continue strengthening Ukrainian air defenses as they pre prepare for more attacks on critical infrastructure now, certainly, but also certainly in the winter months ahead. This comes as the Biden administration is escalating its efforts to pressure Ukraine to crack down on corruption. According to multiple U.S. officials who spoke with CNN, there have been several notices to Kyiv in the past few weeks indicating that certain kinds of U.S. economic aid will be linked to Ukraine's progress in reforming its institutions. The State Department even issued what is known as a démarche. It's a diplomatic note to Ukraine in the late summer, which said that the U.S. expects Ukraine to continue pursuing various anti-corruption and financial transparency efforts in order to keep receiving direct budget support. That is different, however, than military aid. In response, Ukraine's embassy here in Washington, D.C. told CNN that Ukraine has moved ambitiously, they said, to pass reforms and, quote, we have conducted these reforms initiated by Ukraine with the help and support from the U.S., EU, and other friends. The embassy added that Ukraine delivers on this front. Alex Markward, CNN, at the State Department. NATO's top military official is warning that Western allies are running out of ammunition to give to Ukraine. Admiral Bob Bauer says, quote, uh, the bottom of the barrel is now visible and the industry needs to step up production. UK Armed Services Minister James Heapney echoed the warning during the same panel discussion at the annual Warsaw Security Conference. He says Western allies can't stop giving just because stockpiles are getting thin, although practically he I mean, is acknowledging the issue there. They can't stop giving if they don't have it. Mm. The European Union is stepping up with a large uh, aid package for Ukraine. So there's Nada Bashir joining us with details. Uh, yesterday you were talking about, you know, all of this extra money that the European Union is promising while... It's in doubt in America. But now we're literally talking about not enough equipment being around to send to Ukraine. Absolutely. And in the midst of this conversation, we are seeing the EU trying to put forward uh, this image that they are stepping up to that challenge, that they will be backing Ukraine for the long run. And of course, 
This is set to be a lengthy counteroffensive, and these concerns around weapon shortages amongst NATO allies in terms of the supplies uh, being offered to Ukraine is a huge issue. We know that the Ukrainian armed forces is heavily reliant on that support, on that funding, and particularly when it comes to ammunition on its Western NATO allies. And we heard uh, yesterday from EU lawmakers adopting a now a multi-year funding package for Ukraine set to take place over four years worth up to $52 billion. So this is a significant package, and it is, crucially, a long-term commitment to supporting Ukraine, which is the message that we have seen being put across by European leaders. They do intend to stick by Ukraine for the long run. And of course, we saw that call yesterday between President Joe Biden and his G7 and NATO partners. He once again reiterated that he, in his view, uh, will stick by Ukraine, that Washington will not turn its back on Kiev. But of course, with these questions around the U.S. budget and questions around the additional funding that is being protected in the new U.S. budget, uh, there is concern amongst Ukrainian officials and, of course, among, amongst Ukrainian soldiers on the front lines who are dependent on this ammunition and on these weapons. Um, and as you mentioned there, NATO now issuing that warning that they are seeing the bottom of the barrel, that production of this ammunition really needs to be stepped up at a much faster pace. And, of course, we know that the counteroffensive has been going somewhat slower than many would have anticipated or hoped. And, of course, we are nearing the more difficult winter months, which could pose a significant challenge to the Ukrainian armed forces uh, on the front line. So this is a huge concern. But as far as the European Union is concerned, as far as EU leaders are concerned, they intend to stick by Ukraine. And what we're seeing is a boost in funding and also a boost in the indications uh, that they are hopeful Ukraine will move towards gaining EU membership in the future. Okay, Nada, thank you.